Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more about others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come and learn together about this new wave of innovation. I'm super excited about today's guest, an incredibly successful crypto and NFT investor that turned eyes just last month with a huge sale at Sotheby's Auction House when he sold an extremely rare alien CryptoPunk for $11.7 million. Silly Tuna, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, so the reason that I started this podcast was basically just to allow others to hear from um, crypto investors and artists to just learn about our journeys in the space, because I hear more and more people on the sideline just kind of um, that hesitate and to, to get you know, jump in. And so I want to give everyone an opportunity to just hear from us and be able to learn from from our shared experiences. So to start off, um, just tell me about your journey into the crypto space in general. Um, I know that you're a little bit of an OG, so I'd love to hear your story. And then we can kind of get into your the collectibles and stuff. But just to start, tell me about your journey into the crypto space. Thanks a lot for kind of just giving us a backstory there. I actually didn't know that you were in game development, so I think that's really cool. And also gives a little bit of a perspective about kind of why you jumped into the NFT space so openly and so early on. Because uh, I'm sure you've you've heard this throughout the years, especially back in the early days. Um, a lot of early OG crypto investors, um, now considered Bitcoin maximalists, are very just uh, focused on the power of Bitcoin and don't really um, don't really see as much of a future for other crypto um, coins and NFTs. So, um, what do you do? You ever chat? Do you are you still in touch with some of those OG crypto investors that still have that feeling, or have you seen a shift? of mindset um, in the last year around kind of the Bitcoin maximalist perspective? No, I, I long since left the Bitcoin maximalist alone because I realized it was a completely pointless effort to <laughs> talk to them. Um, well, unfortunately, what happened was uh, I think I got into Bitcoin just as, as, as quite a few people got in when I did like late 2012, early 2013. Um, and I think but then we started seeing divergence into other altcoins and there was a lot of antipathy to anything that wasn't Bitcoin, sometimes rightfully, sometimes wrongfully. Um, but 
what that ended up with uh, is we end up, we end up with a group of people who were who didn't actually understand what was innovative about Bitcoin at all. They just thought they did, and they didn't understand what what innovation was. They again, they just thought they did, and so they they lost interest in innovation. And all they were actually interested in doing was protecting Bitcoin, probably because they were highly vested in it. But were, all of us were, um, and that's a very well known Bitcoin people like yeah, because they, it was just. So the, the Bitcoin community was tiny, the crypto community was tiny back then, you knew everyone. I mean, I was interviewed by Vitalik, Vitalik Buterin in 2013 for some game stuff I did in crypto. Um, so we all knew each other, and I had some major arguments with some of the better known people in Bitcoin, probably over Twitter, and, actually, um, about Bitcoin maximalism and why it was stupid, um, and why you know, people going, Ethereum can't work, it's impossible, look here, it's not, it's not really true and complete, or Bitcoin's true and complete. You know, you know, yeah, I, my journey into crypto, um, I was a, I was a little bit of a gold bug. Uh, I followed Peter Schiff a lot and, um, and I kind of had, I was late to the party, even though I was tracking, um, and watching Bitcoin and crypto in 2013 and earlier. Uh, I never really jumped in until around 2017, 18, and it's because I really just didn't see the adoption. Um, and 2017 and 18 really changed my perspective on that. Um, but it reminds me a little bit about like Peter Schiff. It's like when you just ignore the technology around other things for so long, it's almost like you get bogged down into just hyping up yourself and getting, it's kind of that group mindset where you just, if you surround yourself with people that can't challenge you, you're just never going to grow and see the, the future. Yeah, and so um, 
I, I think one thing that I always um, talk to people about is you really have to research and see the, the, you know, you have to continually have that mind that you just want to learn more and you want to be able to grow and be able to learn about this innovation because um, by jumping in to a hype coin or jumping into um, to just trying to make a quick dollar isn't really uh, seeing the long-term future of this technology. And so I think one reason I wanted to do a podcast like this is to really help people understand that this is not just a phase. It's not just a get-rich-quick phase, which we see a lot of these meme investors starting to get into the space that really just think they're going to make a lot of money, and some have and some lose a lot of money as well. Um, so what do you what do you tell some of these newer investors? I'm so excited that people are entering the space, but... What, what's the best piece of advice you can give someone that just is looking to make a, a quick dollar through crypto? I mean, they've been around forever, but... I would say um, don't get in to make a quick dollar. Uh, I mean, you can, <laughs> but if, you, if, you, if you're generally in just doing a quick dollar, then you need to really do your research uh, and be very, very, you know, be very optimistic about what you do, be very, very analytical, not get emotionally attached, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's not interesting to me, I have to say. But like, you understand why people do it. Unfortunately, what I actually see is lots of people jumping in, wanting a quick dollar, thinking it's easy, and it's not. So you're just going to lose your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in fact, when I, the NFTs that I've got, um, I've, I've, you know, with a handful of exceptions, I've just bought stuff that I liked. Mm-hmm. And some of those have turned out to be worth a bit more, and some haven't. But I always knew that I needed a very, very tiny number of winners to pay for everything I've done with NFTs, and that's exactly what I've done. Um, but I was more interested in supporting the right artists or the right projects, uh, trying to make the right bets in some cases, but mainly just buying things that were interesting. Because if it's not interesting to you, um, it's probably not interesting to other people either. Uh, so just trying to chase everything, like jumping from one project to another, is probably a very good way to get burned. And, and we've all been there if you were in altcoins 2017 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 not a, it's not a sustainable strategy. And, and you either get very lucky or more likely you're just going to lose almost everything you put in. So my recommendation is don't get in to make a quick work. If you really insist on doing that, it's a full-time job, and trying to do it as like a bit here and a bit there is, for most people, is a recipe for disaster. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it is a good learning opportunity for you know a lot of Gen Y and uh, younger, uh, younger people because they're going to, if you... Back in the when I first started investing, we all make mistakes. We lose a lot of money, and th- the the key is what we learn from it, right? If we just give up, or do we fix our strategy and and get smarter through the years? Um, so I think that's really uh, uh, just some amazing advice. So you started, um, you were talking about how you want to get into NFTs that you know really you're drawn to that you're interested in. Um, that is one question that I wanted to go a little more depth in is how you evaluate NFT projects beyond just um, just that you think they're cool. Um, did you you made some big bets in um, digital art and in NFTs that paid off because you got in very early? Uh, and that was a that was a bit of a risk. But um, did you? How did you measure potential growth? With, like when buying, um, like a, the COVID alien back early last in 2020, when uh, CryptoPunks really hadn't started taking off yet. Oh, in March of this year. Oh, I didn't realize that. That was, yeah, that was, a, that was a very fast turnaround. That, that was a, a very specific bet. Um, mm-hmm. So that was different from some of my other ones. Uh, 
expensive entity in the world because I, I own a game character from Block, uh, from Block 8 Games Neon District. At some point, uh, when you're in it long enough and you have enough money that anything you need, um, any sort of financial needs that you need in life are taken care of, then it becomes more about a bigger purpose. And. I actually saw a tweet from you about uh, some of the that sh- uh, pair of shoes that you had that looked yeah, really worn I out. Tweet my new shoes. I bought new shoes. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Awesome. And being able to see kind of the uh, development of some of the crypto museums that are starting is just the beginning of a a long future, I believe, um, that is going to eventually uh, 
trickle into, and we've already started seeing um, into you know modern museums that are are um, around today, seeing a lot of this art. So I think that uh, like genius um, move that you made by buying that, and I think that it is it will pay off heavily. Um, were you in CryptoPunks early, like in 2018 uh, or 19, or or did you just recently get into CryptoPunks? Yeah, I wish I was. Um, the problem that I had is I was very focused on a startup for a lot of that time. Um, and when, you, when you're very focused on a startup, you're not really spending all your time looking at projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, I, and I was into game NFTs, so I have lots of game NFTs from, that, from those early days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed out. And I... I missed out on a lot of stuff last year and the year before actually that I kept going, I need to get hold of one of these and I just never got around to it, um, which I regret, but I've done okay, so I can't complain. Are you one of the earliest big um, gaming um, innovators that I got into was Engine. Um, Are you you a fan of the Engine coin and and what they're doing in the space? Um, I had uh, one of the, uh, I was in their original ICO. um, Oh, okay. Did you, um, let's just talk a little bit about the communities that are starting to pop up now, because in the NFT space, we do have that OG community of the crypto punks, which I, I would argue that the community really just started forming around them in the last six, uh, six months to a year. Um, for a long time, they were, they were just kind of a fan, fan art, something that I think people got into because they really enjoyed them. And then um, we kind of saw some market makers really help it take off. So what, um, like you said, it's easier for like a community or like a gaming network to help promote an NFT. And I think we're starting to see that in some of these avatar communities that are forming, like uh, Bored Apes, um, Gutter Cats, CryptoPunks. So it's fascinating to me that it's kind of, um, it's almost given some of these individual NFT artists a a run for their money because it's, they don't have as much of... um, a platform uh and so i'm curious what you think about the development of some of these like nft avatar spaces and people developing um in this way do you think these will be around long term or is it one of those things that's like a hype and then it'll just kind of fade but to the background Um, and unfortunately, these 
days. I no longer have to take a bet on that either, so I can just watch and be interested. Yeah. Because I'm fairly neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be very, fairly neutral about it. Um, but I think right now, especially, I mean, there's, you know, there's, a, there's a whole ton of them that are coming out every bloody day. Oh, my um, God. And we don't know which ones are going to be successful, but there will be some that are successful. You're just not going to know for one, two, three years. Yeah, is there really an intelligent way to go about investing in something like that, or is it really just a crapshoot? Because you don't really know much about, it's not like you have a white paper, right? You don't know much about the founders unless you really follow them and and you knew them before they started, but is it just, is is this one of those moments you just kind of have to go towards the things that you like and things that, you know, draw you in and just, if if you have the money to put to the side, just try it, but, but don't heavily long and, and put yourself at risk because you it also could be something that just goes flat yeah there's no reason to put yourself at risk for any of the projects um, right don't be silly um, you, you're then you're then basically gambling um, what you can do is take a position in a number of projects and you would choose the projects based on mixture between the team um, what their longer term plans are like did they have longer term plans um, have they done stuff before what are other people saying about the project how much is it just hype uh, like and, and rubbish. Um, so there's all these kind of aspects that you need to that you need to look at. I mean, unfortunately, I've been so busy ever since the sale that I've not had a chance to participate in any of the recent sales. I've even had alarms set and then missed them. Um, but you know, there are ones where you can look at them. And you can see, okay, I don't know whether this will work, but I can see there is a long-term plan. They are trying to build a community. You know, they are priced correctly. A lot of the things were not priced correctly for a while. Um, so you can you know you can buy us. You know, one, two, three, four with pretty low risk and you might get a good turnaround or you might just enjoy the NFT, especially with the avatars. I mean, there's only so many that can be successful in the current in the current market. There's mm-hmm. only so many buyers. Um, but yeah, I think you, you, you just have to take that kind of position. But you can also, once you once you get an idea of where things are going, because um, there's always, there's often a natural dip in projects. Um, you, you, you look and see if there's another uptick. So MeBits had an uptick, there's a DAO around it that's interesting. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more stuff from Lava Labs, I think, about MeBits. So you know, there are times when you could take a position in that that's later than the original sale, even if you've already got them or if you sold them. Um, but it's, that's like any startup. You might put in a small amount of seed funding rather than risk everything at seed funding. And then only once you see how it evolves, put some more money in, because there's an ebb and flow to startups. Um, you know, one day a startup might look like it's about to fail, because that's what startups do. And then a week later, they've done a great deal, or suddenly they've got some traction, the value changes. Well, that's the same with NFTs, but NFTs are, and, and obviously tokens are kind of a liquid version of that. So the market reacts very, very quickly to what's going on. I know, isn't it interesting? Does it remind you much of the the ICO craze now, um, except like in the NFT space? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's partly why I'm not I'm not getting involved because I don't need to, and I know <laughs> from my experience that things go to zero very, very quickly. Yeah, if you weren't investing in 2018 and you've gone through some of the pain that happened, just be careful. You've really got to do your research and you've got to make sure to not think that you're going to become a millionaire overnight because there's a lot of risks. Um, but with that said, there's also a lot of potential and there's a lot of there's a lot of fun being able to invest in new technology. So um, never, never hesitate learning and keeping an eye on things. Um, and like Silly Tuna was saying, you, a lot of times, you know, you like, um, the gutter cats are a good example. Uh, they had a, they're, they're smaller mint. There's 3000 of them. And there's, uh, like, I want to say almost 1400, um, 
individual wallets now that are holding it. And so I, I just watched, I just watched from the sidelines for a while, um, when it came to that. And then I kind of decided to jump in later, uh, because they proved themselves. They proved that the, the market was resilient. The collectors were really fascinated and wanted to be in it more than just a flip. So you got to pay attention to that stuff. Um, are there any NFT projects that you really, uh, really love right now that you've kind of, um, spent a lot of time investing in? Um, not recently because since the sale, I've just been too busy. So I've just been watching from the sidelines. I mean, I've got my discord notifications is <laughs> currently uh, absolutely freaking insane yeah. um, because I've tagged projects to follow them and there's not a time to follow them. So, um, I'm, and I'm, yeah, about to take another break for try and get actually a holiday, an actual holiday. After that, I'll come back and start tracking things again. Right. Um, you know, there, there were, I think if you go to OpenSea, you can see the projects that have started picking up. Um, there, are, you know, there, have, there have been a, a number which I wanted to participate in, but just haven't had the time. So now I'm genuinely just looking at the, you know, what people are doing in terms of trying to give uh, collections utility and, and create something for the longer term. Uh, but I'm not. I can't name a project because the projects I've been watching, I've not gone in deep enough to really be able to judge them. So it'd be right. Well, one. Um, so I want to turn a little bit from some of these avatar communities, these bigger NFT communities, to individual. Um, artists because we have quite a few nft digital artists in the room here but also that is a there's there's a lot of new people in the crypto space because of the nft movement and because there are they are artists and they want to make money and um is there any is there any sort of advice that you that you give to a new that you can give to a newer artist that maybe they they never were in crypto until um you know january february this year when they got into NFTs, or maybe they were in last year as well. But what do you, uh, especially right now when a lot of individual um, artists are kind of in a down phase, you see someone like even Beeple, who's one of the, uh, who's the number one crypto artist, his uh, his collectibles were selling, some of them were selling for over $200,000 that are now selling for about thirty. So you see kind of this dip. What, what kind of advice can we give to artists, um, is it just be patient and just keep creating and and don't get down because it, like any market will eventually get an uptick again? Yeah, what you're doing is you're seeing uh, a market that's got swamped by content, and any market that gets swamped by content and isn't swamped by buyers becomes distorted. So the first we had a market without much content and lots of money and lots of buyers, and now we've got a market with lots of content and a lot less money because you know, a lot of people in DeFi got taken out a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, and so, you know, as an artist, you, know, you have to understand that market you're selling to. Um, the key, really, as an artist, is you have to nurture your own audience. You are your you are marketing yourself as well as your art. But the only way you're going to make that work, unless you get very very lucky, is you have to build an audience, keep attracting them, make them you know, keep them happy, and make them feel that your art is valued. You can make a living off a tiny handful of buyers potentially. It's not you don't need many buyers. But you need them over a period. You need to have different buyers over a period of time. So I, I get lots of messages from artists wanting me to look at their work, and I usually will have a quick look. But I would say, out of all the artists that have ever messaged me unsolicited, I've maybe only been interested in one or two, and that's only because they've been super interesting, not because of the artwork, but because they were doing something with AI or something super fascinating. The artists I've actually picked up on are where where they're actually just part of conversations. They're not pimping their work, but I go and look at their, look because they say interesting things on conversations. I 
profile I go into their artwork, and they go, oh, that's really cool. So I don't react well to people messaging me, uh, and I'm quite public about this, because it's not a good sales pitch. The sales pitch is be interesting. If someone's interesting, they can go and find out more about them, and then if they're an artist, I'm more interested, more likely to get involved. And that's how I found most of the projects I'm interested in, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as, as an artist, you, you do, you're into the ups and downs of not just crypto, but any market, and in crypto, it's, it's everything's basically magnified a hundredfold, both in time and extent. So you do, you, you just have to deal with it. Like, there will suddenly become a time when our NFTs are suddenly really popular again. Like, it would happen almost overnight. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll dump by like 90%, and it will happen almost overnight. That's just how it works. <laughs> and it's, it's difficult. But the only way through that is to have an audience, also to manage your money. So a lot of artists I spoke to didn't, were quite scary, scary about... They didn't understand that crypto goes down as well as up. I kept having to point out that Ether was less than $100 in March last year. Uh, like, yeah. But it's $4,000. Yeah, it will go back down. It, I don't know if it, what it will go down to, but it will go down lots. And when you make that sale, you need to know your tax position, like which is usually an income tax at the point of sale. So the artists didn't realize they were sometimes making them, putting themselves in debt, literally putting themselves in debt by not selling when they should have done, selling some of the crypto when they should have done. Mm-hmm. So when you make money, you need to think about how you're going to manage your income and pay your taxes and understanding how crypto works financially. Um, so I made sure with, you know, I worked with Not A Person Coles quite a lot of this year, and I made sure that he sold half of his crypto when it came in, give or take, so he had an income and he used that and got a car and a flat and stuff, and he kept the other half in crypto because he could afford to take that risk. And, that, and not enough artists did that, and then they suddenly find they haven't got money. So there's all these different aspects that play, which basically comes down to you're an artist running a business, and your business is you and your artwork. That means you have to deal with income, means you have to deal with taxes, means you have to deal with, with marketing and PR, with production, with cost of sales, all this really annoying stuff you didn't have to do before. But the flip side is that's how you can make a living when you couldn't even make that living before. Yeah, you make a really good point, and I actually love what you're saying because it reminds me a lot of, um, uh, I listen to the Pomp podcast quite a bit, and it really reminds me of what Pomp talks about with uh, when it comes to just financial literacy. Uh, we just, it's almost like the system is set up uh, against a lot of individuals um, just because we don't get the education that we should when it comes to finance. Um, and so I guess one question uh you've already touched on so much is there if if someone's listening and they're not even in crypto they haven't bought an nft um they're just interested like maybe my maybe my mom is listening to this or maybe you know someone someone's sister what what do we talk to these people about that maybe they're not into crypto but just about becoming financially literate um and making sure you understand the the kind of the construct of the systems we work within Mm-hmm. It's just make, you just have to make that effort. It's just, it's, it's not 
It's, you have to be smart with your money regardless, right? You just always, when it comes to crypto, when it comes to your financial assets, you've got to be smart. And one thing that for some people that are diving into this space now, um, for a long time, if you had a job, you know, the government would just take out the money from your check. And now you've got to do that. You're not, they're not doing that. So you've got to make sure to pay attention and do that because at the end of, at the end of the year, it's going to hurt bad if you, if you weren't paying attention uh, or even worse, if you, if you just let it be and you don't think about it and then years down the road, it comes back to bite you. Yeah, you're 100% right. And I think that that's a it's, it's phenomenal advice that we don't hear enough. I mean, it's easy to get involved in Twitter and get excited about the about crypto and then keep your money in crypto. But you're you're right that it is when you sell that you're you're making that initial sale in whatever currency that you're in and you want it, you need it to live. And so you take it out as as needed. But you're right. If you keep it in there, you've become uh, an investor as well. And you have to understand that side of things as well, especially if you if that money, if your Ethereum goes down in value, what that means or if it goes up, what that means and how it's going to impact that sale. So you've got to you've got to think about these things. Um, now, I want to turn back uh, to investors that are getting in that are traders. Um, what's the biggest I think all of us uh, as investors, we've, we have learning moments where we made our big mistakes uh, that others can hopefully learn from um, us. For me, like getting in, involved in options trading was probably a huge mistake. I wasn't, that's not, that's not really where I should have been. Uh, but what, what is, uh, do you have any lessons that you learned through either crypto or NFT trading or just investing in general that you can give? to investors out there like about being smart um and thinking about i think when it comes down to it, it's just thinking more long term and not such short term is the advice i give people um but is there any advice that you give to someone and what's what's kind of one of the biggest investing flops that you've had uh i think you're on mute are you there
I know Silly Tuna had told me prior to the show that he had um, Twitter. Sorry, I'm back. There you no, go. Sorry. All right, sorry. Um, no, I was just saying, sorry, I was on mute. Um, I was just saying, uh, don't leave your money on small exchanges or even on any exchange, generally speaking, because I, that's what I've lost so much to being hacked through exchanges a few years ago when exchanges got hacked. That was my first experience. Um, so, other than that, uh, I'd be looking at uh, don't don't chase into projects without really understanding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you're really looking for is stuff that has uh, a good community um, that has something really valuable for the long term. Um, generally speaking, the ones that I've gone into and that have failed, uh, stuff that just didn't have a good community around it at all. Um, I've not been in many things that have gone to zero. I've got one that went to zero, which is very annoying. Which actually had named people on it. Um, so it's often if there's someone well-known associated with projects, uh, if, especially if they're not from the crypto space, that's a reason not to get involved. Um, they just generally don't understand it. Um, and I, I don't touch projects with, you know, of that type now. So I'm really looking for crypto natives or at least a good and experienced crypto team, whether it's NFTs or, or other tokens. Um, if someone says they're an Ethereum killer, immediately, immediately ignore it. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing is an Ethereum killer. It doesn't, nothing works like that, regardless of whether it is it will kill her or not. Nothing is an Ethereum killer. Nothing is a Bitcoin killer. But there are. That doesn't mean there aren't reasons to use those projects. But again, you're looking at the, looking at the team rather than the marketing. Um, so yeah, it's it's a whole mix of things. Um, try and avoid cult of personality. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, some personalities do work very well. Vitalik actually is very well spoken and it's worth listening to. Um, there are others that you start getting caught, stuck into things that I think are not not so good. When even when the projects that I am invested in uh, has problems around its project lead, which is Definity, which is to very much the detriment of the project and is very aggravating. Um, so whoever's leading the projects, it's, you know, their messaging and communication is vital. And if they're not good at it, that's a reason to stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, really you're looking to try and find just really solid teams who know what they're doing, who are experienced in crypto and are not just coming from other spaces, uh, who can communicate well, who understand the importance of community and grassroots, whether it's a game project, whether it's an actual, you know, a whole new blockchain. Um, these, are, these are things that are important. The more they're talking about big brand names of well-known people and experience in business, the less they're appealing because historically those haven't done well. Mm-hmm. Only have done well, generally haven't done well for, in the long term. Sometimes they, think they get a nice spike. But then they're very short-term trades. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think when you hear you see a lot of meme this meme culture of like aping in and de- like we're degens, but a lot of times the <laughs> the people that have created those memes are actually really prudent investors, and it's got you've just got to be really careful. You don't really want to ape or de- be a degen and not really know what you're doing. Just jump from project to project. You you really need to spend the time to like you said look at the team look at what they're doing what's the roadmap what's the plan are they executing because that's how you can prevent yourself from losing a lot of money in investing yeah. Um, yeah, here's the thing. when i've done that, that crazy dj thing of hopping between projects um i'll win on the first one i might lose a bit on the second one then i'll lose it all on the third yes one. <laughs> yep because you can't you can't keep winning like that it's no that it's just you gambling Mm-hmm. Absolutely hammered. 
and you took, I had to take a month off afterwards because that's what happens when you get hammered. Well, I appreciate you even just talking on that because I don't think enough people realize, even big investors, you know, even even uh, you know, as a prudent investor, you can get caught up into that because as a, as humans, we're emotional beings, right? I think that's amazing investing advice. I've been wanting to get more crypto investors. I've had a lot of amazing artists on the show, um, and new, and some of them have been in the NFT space um, even for a little over a year. Um, but having someone that's a little more OG in the crypto space and being able to talk about how important it is to really think about the moves you're making is what I've been wanting for people to hear, even the NFT artists in this space, because I think a lot of NFT artists are going to turn into investors, which is amazing because investing in assets is the is the best way to create wealth generation for you. Uh, but it's very important to, to, to take time and think about what you're investing in and not just ape in or FOMO in, because like you said, that's when you end up losing uh, a lot of money and, and people end up, um, they end up getting a real bad taste of crypto in their mouth when, when they lose a lot. I have too many people I know that didn't make it out of the ICO craze that were, that still have, haven't had the faith to get back in because they got burnt so bad. And that's, that's the opposite of what we want to do when we have a technology like blockchain, you know? Yeah. 
You know, Silly Tuna, I want to just thank you again for coming on the show. If you have a minute, I'd love to, uh, if you at this point in time have a question for Silly Tuna, I'd love to open up the stage so that I can have a few people ask him um, any other questions that weren't covered in this interview. Uh, so I'll give everyone a, a few uh, minutes to go ahead and do that. Um, and But while we're waiting, I just want to really thank you again, uh, Silly Tuna, for being on the show. Um, this is actually, I think, one thing that needs to happen more in this space are just being able to learn from one another, especially as we continue to get a lot of new artists and um, uh, pioneers in this movement, in the blockchain movement, seeing its potential. And like I said, I don't want to see what happened in 2018 happen uh, again where people just get burned out. Um, and I think it's important that we continue to, to learn from each other and talk about um, these things so that we can continue to learn and grow. So if this is your first show, thanks again for joining. Um, you can, I, I would love for you to follow um, and, and make sure that you stay with us. We're going to continue these shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with different investors and collectors in the community so we can learn from each other. I'm not seeing anyone requesting to ask Silly Tuna any questions. Um, is there anything that you'd like to leave us with, Silly Tuna? One uh, big piece of advice that you can give us before... Oh, hold on. We've got one request. But do you have any, like, one piece of information, like, as we move forward in the next year to really keep in the front of our minds about crypto or the NFT space? Right. All right. I've got GWP. GWP, welcome to the Crazy About Crypto show. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, um, Silly Tuna, congratulations on, uh, on everything. And thank you for being here. I really uh, learned a lot from your, from your talk. And uh, Crazy About Crypto, you know, you're, this, uh, this space has really grown a lot. So uh, congrats to you as well. But uh, my question is about NFT space and, um, and gaming in particular. So I thought I would ask you, Silly Tuna, um, if there's any... Uh, NFT gaming specific projects and or just where you see that space going um, from here on out. Thanks. Yeah, so the thing about gaming is we're still trying to work out exactly where NFTs and game economies can overlap. Like we know the theory, but the practice, the practical bit is actually quite difficult because making good games is very, very difficult. Making a game is easy. Making a game good is difficult. Making a game good and profitable is even harder. And doing it with a, an open game economy, which is what you probably need to do with NFTs, is just a complete unknown. Um, so I think games and NFTs are remain a real natural partnership, um, but it's taking time to really see that through. That said, we are seeing some games come through now, uh, so there are a few that are actually doing very, very well. Um, I, I am an investor in one of the early investors in Axie Infinity, and that's been that's gone absolutely crazy in the last couple of months. Um, so that's that's a real good go-to play to earn example. Um, and there's several others I've got sort of bookmarked to properly review because uh, that seems to be picking up some traction as well. Uh, so I think it's just going to take take time to really pan out. Um, the other one that's uh, well, another one that's doing very very well that's really attracting mainstream attention or mainstream investor attention, I should say, is um, So Rare, which is football trading cards. Uh, and I was there when they were first starting. 
and you know, the difficult thing for them was how can they get any of the licenses, but they, they've done well, and they are ser- attracting very serious, very big money attention now. Um, so yeah, I would, I would be looking at that. The other thing is Yield Guild Games, which is my friend Gabby. Um, so that's a, a guild which is playing games to earn money. Uh, that whole area is also completely fascinating, and I'm really enjoying seeing that develop. Thanks to GWB for that question, too. We're going to take one more. Uh, Quinn, go ahead. As an investor, it's hard to really uh, to get too valuable of a, a asset as your profile picture because you know that the value is going to just go up and you're going to want to flip it at some point. <laughs> Silly Tuna, thanks again for joining the show today. I really appreciate you coming on and taking some time out of your day, especially since you hadn't uh, known me uh, prior to this, uh, for you to take time and and take a leap and just uh, let me interview you really means a lot um, as I continue to try and build this space out where we can learn from each other. So thanks so much for being here. Uh, and that's the show guys thanks for joining us we will try to upload this as a a podcast later if you missed any part of it Um, be sure to follow um, follow me and uh, look for updates on uh, interviews in the future Uh, on friday we'll have another guest on the show um, that is actually the chief um, officer of 888 the new world so um, make sure to join us so we can learn a little bit about the the new world that's coming for nft artists thanks again uh silly tuna and i'll talk to you all on friday have a good one